Uncovering the reality of the learning to trade journey can be tricky in an industry filled with many myths and misconceptions. The aim of this podcast is to generate clarity over this journey through documenting the challenges and the solutions I personally experience as I move through the process from novice to consistently profitable trader. Everyone's trading journey is unique, yet if a shared tip or trick in this podcast can shave even 1% off of your learning curve, then that will be a job well done. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So, it is Wednesday evening, 7.38pm here in London. So, window's closing. So, um, when this comes out, it's going to be fresh off the press. um, Because I'm going to upload it immediately after. So, to be honest, who are we kidding? That's what I always do. (laughs) Um, I'm not one of these prepared people who hasn't like five weeks in advance all prepped and ready to go it's always on the day let's see what I'm thinking about I think because this is journey documentation like it has to be quite fresh um because I can't really like think of it in advance what I'm going to experience one week to the next anyway so in today's episode I'm going to talk about analyzing my drawdown in my live trading now my current drawdown in my live trading is slightly bigger than what my back testing is telling me. My max, so okay, let's get let's get clear. So in my back testing, I'm trying to explain this in layman's terms in case someone hasn't got to back testing and they're like, "What are you on about?" So in back testing, you record all your trades of your system over the last 10, 11 years, however long you choose to back test. Within that, you can see how it's performed over this time. You can see the ROI breakdown by year. You can see the maximum natural drawdown over that period. And my current drawdown in my live trading is slightly bigger than what I have had in my backtesting over the last 11 years. So I was concerned. I was concerned. Um like who wouldn't be and to be honest with you I think like when I was doing my back testing and people were going live a couple of people um like the majority of people that I know that went live to be honest they experienced this and I think a lot of people shy away from talking about this because it's not something let's be honest that's a comfortable conversation or that a lot of people want to broadcast Um, it's not like talking about a winning streak, it's talking about something that you're currently going through, which can be quite psychologically challenging, Um, it's not like fun and games. Having said that, I really respected and rated a guy called Latch, um, who was documenting his journey at the time, and he was live before me, and he did a video talking about his live trading, how, and how it wasn't going to plan, and I and he was talking about his drawdown, and I just so, like, respected the honesty and the transparency of talking about that, because we could all sit here and be like, this is my backtesting, blah, 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 and not focus on the reality of when you get to live trading, and those first months when you're live, and how it is difficult, and how something like this might happen, um, but I just think it's what, like, for me personally, I feel like it's what I need to lean into, and what I need to share, because I think it will be valuable to other people. And in my head, it creates clarity anyway. Um, But like, even on the tier one chat the other day, because this is where it all started. It started before this. I was obviously like in my head, getting a bit stressed out. 
And I was just like, God, like I need some advice. So I, my mum was like, actually, because I was, I was chewing her ear off about it. And she was like, why didn't you post in the tier one chat and see if anyone's got anything else to say? Like if anyone's got, I don't know, some words of wisdom or they can help you or something. So I posted in the chat and Gabrielle and a guy called Andrew Curry, um, they were very, very, very helpful. And the thing is, this is why it's so important to connect with people, particularly when you feel like you don't want to, because I felt like I didn't want to. Like, it's the moments where you don't want to reach out that you really need to reach out. And like my mum was saying, she's like, um, you're the type of person where someone would just think it's going fine because you always say if it's not going fine. So like, if you're not saying anything, then of course you're not, you're not gonna get helped. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, oh yeah, that's true. So that's kind of what made me just think, freaking just do it. And also, um, after, anyway, okay, let me just finish the story. So I typed in the tier one chat and I was like, guys, I'm really confused on what to do, like, and I'm a bit, um, I can't remember the exact message, but like, I'm a bit freaked out because my drawdown, my trading's slightly bigger than my, um, natural drawdown for my back testing. like, I don't really know what to do. And the advice from... Gabrielle and Andrew was along the lines of get your facts together, get very clear on your numbers for your life trading. Um, and then Andrew was advising, for example, take out the big winners of certain years. Like if there's like one big winner that's brought up the whole year and see the difference that that makes, like do a couple of things like that. So it was some really useful advice. And not only that, but also it's the fact that they've been there and can like just relate like Gabrielle said to me she was like this is not uncommon this is really not an uncommon thing um and just hearing that from someone who is forever along in the journey really it kind of put me in a good mind space to be honest with you to get cracking and to look into my the reason for my drawdown why is it slightly bigger than my natural drawdown like I'm saying it's not like I'm at my maximum allowable drawdown for those of you who don't know a maximum allowable drawdown is a number that you pick out and you say if I reach this number in my drawdown I stop trading and I need to look at my system because something is definitely wrong um so I'm it's not like I'm at that but like it's still concerning so with the advice that I got given I looked into um all my trades for the year and the funny thing was the funny thing was I don't know why I didn't do this to begin with, to be honest. Like, I feel like I was freaking out and I was like, I don't understand. And I didn't properly, um, like I didn't even look into it. I just thought, well, I'm executing every single trade according to my trade plan, like what else am I going to do? So when I looked into it, four mistakes were made, okay? Four mistakes, okay? And I risk 2% per trade. So that equals 8% in total. Um, and, you know, accounting for that, I'm then within my natural drawdown according to my backtesting. So that immediately gave me some comfort because I was like, wow, if I had made those mis- if I hadn't made those mistakes, then yes, this would be following my backtesting. So, um, I want to explain what the mistakes were. So the first thing, this is the process I went through and I'm sharing this because again, learn something, pass it on, someone else can glean a little thing from it they can pass it on, so on and so forth. So the first thing, 
get very clear on all your numbers, have everything laid out like you would in backtesting, have all your screenshots there, um, and write any necessary notes, okay? The second thing was, so like just make sure all your information's accurate, make sure my live journaling is following that of my broker's statement. The second thing was, just need this of my tea. That was actually the second thing, I'm joking. The second thing was, um, what mistakes were made. So like I'm saying, there are four mistakes that equated to 8%. Two of the mistakes, actually no, let me go with the other two. Okay. Two of the mistakes were things that can be avoided in future. To be honest, they can all be avoided in future, but what I'm saying is they're kind of like, I like to think of them as like fat finger mistakes. Like it just, it, okay. So basically the first one was an out of hours trade. I think I've mentioned that in the previous podcast. I was up late one night and I think it was like midnight and I got my trade set up and I was like, awesome, this means I can just enter it now, not worry about having to enter on the open tomorrow. Um, And I entered the trade and then like I got stopped out. So I would have been stopped out during the night, which means in the morning during my usual trading hours, it wouldn't have been a valid setup because it's gone through my stop loss. Um, But... I don't even know why my brain didn't clock your hours, your hours for a reason. It, like, I just didn't clock it. It was just a bit of a blonde moment, to be honest. Um, so kind of just like lesson learned with that one. Um, the second one was, so I have a rule about a complex pullback, okay, on, for a couple of my instruments. And a setup arose which highlighted that there is a gray area over this rule. Um, And it's not over the rule in general. This is the thing, you could have a clean cut rule. This is a clean cut rule, but a certain situation arose where then there is that lack of clarity there. Um, It's kind of like one of those situations that arise in like one out of every, I don't know, 15 trades. Um, And I remember I saw it in my back testing. Okay, let me just explain what it is. So it's to do with complex pullback violation, okay? The point is I need to look at, for example, the lowest low of two candlesticks, okay? Say the lowest low is the same, which one do I take? Because in the majority of my testing, there had always been one, so I never had to bother about thinking, which candle do I pay attention to though? In this setup, there were two. um, I kind of remember that in my back testing, I was meant to kind of create a rule for a situation like that. And I did, but I couldn't remember what it was and I'd never put it in my tray plan. Um, <laughs> so pff, yeah, poor, poor, um, not very good on my part basically anyway. But the point is with something like that, when in doubt, stay out, that is what I should have done. And I didn't, I thought, no, I always take the first candle um, and when in doubt, stay out. And that wasn't the correct way it's a mistake basically so that's the second one so two those can be avoided in future um i've cleaned up the rule and the other one you know your hours your hours the other two mistakes were slightly more concerning because they were forced trades they were forced trades and what's scary is i didn't really clock this until i was reviewing everything the other day Because basically, I was going, like, even though I have my screenshots, I was going through the charts to find the setups. 
And on on one of them, I was like, I can't even see the setup. I literally can't even see the setup. And then when I saw it, I was like, wow, I really forced that. And what's interesting, because I remember what I was doing both times. And one of the times, for example, I was in Devon visiting my brother and my nephew. And I remember in the morning, I was trying to do my pre-market analysis on like my mum's laptop. And my nephew was playing and it was really loud and it was difficult to concentrate. And I was just like rushing through it and I wasn't doing my analysis in the way that I normally do in terms of, you know, firstly, I have a quiet room. Secondly, I've got my Excel there where I type in my notes. I wasn't even typing notes. I was just doing my analysis on the fly. And I'm not even surprised a mistake arose, to be honest. Um, and something, oh, and the other situation, and the other time I forced the trade, it was the same type of thing. I was in a rush and I wasn't doing it properly, my analysis. Um, so something I want to mention though, is that is 100% my fault. I do not believe in blaming like external situations. So for example, the time I was in Devon, I should have got up a bit earlier, gone somewhere quiet and done my analysis, you know, before everyone else was up, or even if everyone was up, just go somewhere quiet, um, you know, like 100% my responsibility. So it's not like blaming it on external people or anything, like obviously they weren't doing anything wrong, but um, that was like the cause is that my mind was just being distracted and I couldn't concentrate. And that's what happened. So, the lesson learned from those things is, wow, okay, I need basically a stable environment, a quiet environment where I can take my time doing my analysis because when I do it like that, I haven't had any mistakes. Um, ensure that I'm typing in my Excel. Like I said, those two times I wasn't. And yeah, that's basically what I learned from it. So I would say that's pretty positive coming out of doing that review. Um, like I'm saying, I would still be in a drawdown now but it wouldn't, it would be within my natural parameters according to my backtesting. So kind of seeing that is quite reassuring. And it's good to know that two of the mistakes, you know, they don't have, they won't happen again. And like I said, with the forced trades, that was a bit more um, nerve wracking, but I know to avoid doing that, I just need to have my usual setup, a quiet environment the time to do my analysis, not trying to do it in 20 minutes. <sighs> Saying to myself, yeah, like I've got as much time as I need to do my analysis. Um, because then I don't think that that will happen again, to be honest. If the conditions aren't there, then it won't happen again. So yeah, that's basically what I've learned. Um, I hope this has been useful. I'm obviously monitoring my, will still monitor my performance. I'm still in a drawdown at the end of the day but drawdowns are a part of any trading system um so it's kind of like not the drawdown that's the issue it's just those mistakes which I'm very aware of um you know are the issue but yes like I said I'll be keeping a close eye on it um I will update just on my performance um in a couple of months probably towards the end of the year now um but I think these reviews are helpful because I I have learned a lot um and hopefully it just sheds a light on the process of going through something like that and how to get clear on your situation. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Like I said, it's now 7.53. So I'm going to play this right now. Um, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and see you in next week's.